a lot of my roles have involved extensive travel, and so it's really important to have a strong support network in this type of work. And it really just kind of spoke to the compromises we were willing to make and what Matt was willing to do to support me so that I could kind of continue to grow my career here. And then he could continue to grow his. The number one thing to do, and it may sound deceptively simple, but it's just to talk about it. Your partners, your kind of what your shared values and what your viewpoints are on some of those. It's very important. Stepping into a career that I know is going to be demanding, Matt is there supporting me as my partner and we'll be able to tackle whatever comes up with us both having demanding careers. You found Wolfpack Career Chats, and this is Marcy Bullock from the Career Development Center at North Carolina State University. I'm the creator of the podcast. Welcome to season four. This season will focus on versions of you, who you were, who you are, and who you will be, and we'll have exciting guests explore their journey. We're all still cooking friends, so no one put a fork in us yet. Enjoy this episode. Hello, listeners. We have our first married couple on Wolfpack Career Chats. It's Lauren and Matt Pless. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. Hey, Marcy. Glad you're here today. Lauren, kick us off a little bit with your story of your professional journey and also intersecting with your husband, Matt. Awesome. Thanks, Marcy. So I am a UNC 2014 grad. I studied history and Spanish. Matt and I reconnected in college. We originally met in high school calculus and then started dating in college. And after undergrad, I moved into a career teaching high school Spanish. I transitioned from that into human resources. And while I was there, I really fell in love with the compliance piece of what I was doing. And that has led me back to law school. So I'm now a rising second year law student at UNC Law. And it's just been great to have Matt as my partner every step of the way from college to teaching to HR to being back in school as a law student. Thanks, Lauren. The interesting changes that you've had since you graduated and found your path back to law school. We'll dive into that in a minute. But before that, Matt, when you were an undergraduate here, so uh, Wolfpack grad, tell us a little bit about your path. Thanks, Marcy. So yes, I'm a 2016 NCSU grad and I studied mechanical engineering during my time on campus. And since then, I've really embarked on a career in what's now called AI and machine learning, starting off as a financial crimes analytics consultant at Ernst & Young. And I spent a few years working with banking customers, trying to you know help them meet regulatory requirements, leveraging these emerging technologies. And since then, I've moved over to the SAS Institute, where I work with, once again, financial services customers, but helping them leverage AI, machine learning, advanced analytics, cloud computing technology, things along those lines to solve a variety of business problems related to customer experience, related to compliance and various other business needs. And along the whole way, Lauren's been been a huge, you know, cheerleader for me and big supporter, you know, as, as we'll get into, I'm sure today, a lot of my roles have involved extensive travel. And so it's really important to have a strong support network in this type of work. What a power couple. I love hearing a little bit about each of you and how much you attribute having that person in your corner being your champion. So when did you pop the question, Matt, and how did that evolve with trying to juggle what you both wanted to do with your professional lives and also tying it into your personal life? Certainly. It was back in the fall of 2018. So it was, I would say it would have asked me many, many years ago, I probably would have thought it would have happened earlier, but I'd say that's one thing that transition into the working world, you know, it's just that with all the need to get up to speed on various jobs and all the, you know, that transition from 
campus life to working life, it was something that just kind of, and, we, and it's just, you know, relationships going so well and having lots of fun. And so things like, you know, a wedding, right, we're just at, at top of mind. But eventually, you know, enough family members on, on both sides of, of our respective families just kept, kept poking at me and needling at me about it. So eventually I, I got around to, I had some help in uh, helping to pick out a engagement ring. I actually proposed on UNC's campus after a UNC football game. And so uh, fortunately there was a win for the, the Tar Heels and popped the question at the old well. And clearly, you know, spoiler, but she said yes. And so we then fortunately got married in fall of 2019, right before the, the global pandemic started. So if we were very fortunate and lucky with that timing to be able to have, you know, a large event with our family members from both sides of the family before and it's like that weren't pop wouldn't be possible for a while so very fortunate on the the timing and from the, the end result of that yes that i got but yeah it's been great and i would say honestly we've been we've been dating long enough that things haven't really changed i'd say significantly i see i see lauren let's get your perspective on once you got married how you thought it would all go with two people who are really driven and have so many career aspirations did you have to compromise where are we going to live? All those things. Yeah. So I will say that's definitely some considerations we've had to make. So when I was transitioning out of teaching and moving into the HR world, Matt had actually just gotten his first job with SAS and it was going to be on campus in Cary. So there wasn't an opportunity to work here in Charlotte. So I was kind of like, no worries. I'm transitioning. I'm going to go heavy on the HR search in Raleigh. And then I had a fantastic job opportunity come up in Fort Mill, South Carolina. So that happened Yeah, within weeks. We both got those jobs and it really just made the most sense for Matt to be in Cary at SAS and for me to be in Charlotte doing that job in Fort Mill. And so Matt was super supportive. He said, absolutely not take that job. Don't worry about getting to Raleigh. We've been kind of doing the long distance with all my travel at EY. We can do it. So we did that for about a year. And then Matt actually got a job that enabled him to come back to Charlotte. And so that was just a really fantastic thing. And it really just kind of spoke to, I guess, the compromises we were willing to make and what Matt was willing to do to support me and coming back to Charlotte so that I could kind of continue to grow my career here. And then he could continue to grow his career as well. And we're so fortunate now he's in a job where he's had some remote flexibility. And, you know, I kind of have some flexibility depending on when my class schedules worked out with school. Very good. And it's it's not easy to be able to negotiate all of these things with your romantic partner and your now husband, as well as these different competing job offers. What advice, and I'll let Matt start this off and then Lauren just jump in, would you have to a couple who may be just starting their whole professional and personal journey? What should they be thinking about? Well, I think the number one thing to do, and it may sound deceptively simple, but it's just to talk about it, right? Because it's so easy, like you mentioned, if you're driven people, you have, depending on what your ideas and thoughts are, especially early on, it's easy to be in that mode of planning and trying to work out the problems yourself, or maybe you feel that you don't want to tax your partner with these additional details and things to think about in addition to the, the hard work that they're doing. But I'd say that's one 
point that I have is to A, just go ahead and start that conversation. And B, as part of that conversation, while you're having it, map it out. Try and think about challenge. You know, right now you think you're on a certain path, but maybe, especially early on, maybe grad school is in your future. You know, some sort of going back to whether it's a professional school or, or another master's program of some sort. Map out some kind of variables like that. Or maybe you kind of think about a situation where you may have a job that takes one of the two of you across the country. Kind of think about, okay, well, if this were to happen, you know, kind of think about your values and try and map to your values and, and some of these potential things that you can't really plan for because a lot of times they're surprises, but, but really try and kind of think through and kind of talk through and understand what your partners, your kind of what your shared values and what your viewpoints are on some of those, because it's very important. Whereas, you know, that could lead to some, some challenging conversations. It's great to go ahead and have that out there, know where each other stands versus say, have a surprise come up down the road and it, it'd be a lot more difficult to handle because you haven't talked about, you haven't thought through things a little bit. That makes sense. So important to talk that through. And Lauren, you know, as the woman in a relationship, one of the things I teach right now on campus is women in the workforce. And there's some stereotype roles that used to be for previous generations. What's your opinion on being a woman in a relationship and in the workforce? Yeah, I think the biggest thing about being a woman in a relationship in the workforce is having a partner who is really supportive of what your goals are and just working on aligning your goals as a couple and making sure you're kind of on a path. And that's something that's been great for me is Matt has always you know, we've always just had open conversations about what kind of our career goals are. And I've always had something like law school in the back of my mind. And, you know, law can be a very demanding career. And so there's certainly a lot of compromises to be made, maybe in the home than somewhere than a job where I could be home a lot more often. And so I think Matt and I are great at just sharing responsibilities at home and understanding what all of that means and down the road, potentially with having children. And Matt has been very supportive. He always has known that law school was a possibility for me. And he's always kind of reminded me of it, you know, here and there over the years, even before I was thinking about applying. He was like, remember, like, there is still that out there. If you want to do it, I'm totally here and I'll support you in that. And so that's been really big, knowing that as I'm kind of stepping into a career that I know is going to be demanding. Matt is there supporting me as my partner and we'll be able to tackle whatever comes up with us both having demanding careers. That's so great to hear how open your communication is. I know I'm like a generation ahead of you, but whenever I moved to North Carolina, it was because my husband was going to grad school. And then when he finished, we were kind of going, well, where do we want to move now? And honestly, we alternated a little bit on who was the driver of the location. And we were flexible enough to be able to support that person where it wasn't like, I'll follow you everywhere. Just kind of like how it was, I think, for my mom's generation. My dad was the breadwinner and she was like, oh, I'll follow you and I'll take care of the kids. Have you thought about your future plans and what will happen? Or are you going to play that by ear? We've certainly talked about it. I'm from a big family and I'm really close with my family. So I've always wanted to have kids and Matt wants to have kids too. And so I think that that was an important conversation for us to have, for us to have that conversation early and to understand that we both wanted to work and have kids because that has helped us think about planning and just kind of have that in mind as we make decisions about everything and knowing that we're going to need to prepare for childcare and a more demanding home life as we kind of move forward and progress in our careers. So that is kind of something that we always talk about as well when we're just planning for the future. 
And I'll add a little more to that. So in specifics around that is, for example, working in, I work in the banking industry, you know, which fortunately has a big footprint here in Charlotte. And, you know, and, and fortunately, both both Lauren's folks and my folks live in Concord, which is close to the Charlotte area. So, and that's as Lauren's going into her job search, she's interviewing and uh, speaking with employers and, and learning about them through law school that have offices in the Charlotte area, for example, and in North Carolina in general too. So that's an example, you know, where we're, you know, kind of having, setting up our, our careers and then in job searches for the North Carolina area, which is close to our respective families outside of our immediate family. Yeah, family can be a big influence as far as having support if you do start a family and knowing that you're not just by yourself without anyone to help you out when you're both super driven with your career aspirations. So let's talk a little bit about what the day-to-day is like right now. So a year apart where you did the long distance, some travel before that, now you're both living together. You both are building your futures together. What are some of the hard things? I think sometimes people look at how, oh, it's going to be all rainbows and unicorns, but I think we all go through some struggles. Is there anything uh, that you would like to share on that? I'll let you start off, Lauren. I think for me, probably one of the harder things is just that Matt does travel for work still, you know, in this role, it's less than it's been previously. And I love that he gets to do that because it's a part of his work that he really enjoys. And he's gotten to meet awesome people and have really cool experiences traveling different places. And it's actually kind of balanced nicely when I have a lot of homework in law school and we wouldn't have much time to hang out anyways. Uh, But I do think it's tough sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, when you've had a really long day or a hard day, and you want to kind of decompress on the couch and chat. So we have to do that virtually sometimes, but we make time to do it over the phone. And so I think being very intentional about that has helped a lot. I know intentional is a word that I think it's overused, but we will kind of plan and just shoot messages about maybe Matt has a customer dinner, but we can talk after that, or I'm doing homework and this is when I'm going to have a break. And so we'll kind of make sure we plan to have that time to still talk and connect and decompress at the end of the day, which has been very helpful. It sounds like having your relationship keep a high priority. And if you had to weigh things out with studying and traveling and the career demand that what comes first is making sure that you have time for each other. So I can definitely feel that from the two of you. And Matt, as far as, you know, how you see some struggles or some some things that, you know, you were able to get through, any thoughts on that? Yes, I would say one of the main struggles I've seen, and in this case, maybe going, going on a different angle toward more of, you know, just along my career is kind of, uh, you know, maybe building off of Lawrence, some of Lawrence comments about travel. About I've been in traveling roles from the very start, my career post-graduation. And so that kind of has its own, you know, kind of challenges of getting adjusted and continually kind of having that you know, kind of somewhat fluid, you know, needing to not only plan to get your work done and, and work on various assignments, presentations, et cetera, but also planning to be in different cities on different days of the week, for example. So I would say that's one trying to balance and, and you know, kind of work, getting used to the, you know, my, my roles, getting used to the do- domain that I'm working in, and then getting used to that travel has also um, led to a situation where early on in my career, kind of coming from, especially from an engineering technical background, being used to uh, going through school and having to, you know, 
always kind of being graded on being exactly right, getting that hundred on the test or getting, you know, trying to get those A's, you know, trying to get as the questions as right as possible, which has been very important. But I think that's often led to, you know, with these competing demands early on in my career, I found myself, you know, less likely to put myself out there and, you know, whether it's discussions, customer meetings, internal projects working on, like trying to get to that right answer versus trying to realize more of what I've seen along the way, which is trying to brainstorm and, and be able to put ideas out there before they're 100% right and be able to go ahead and share an idea and be vulnerable about that. And so I think that's one, you know, kind of a, once again, kind of a, a combination of different factors affecting that, but something I've, you know, kind of struggled, struggled with early on in my career and have definitely grown a lot in that regard and something, of course, continually working on that, trying to improve upon that skill set, but it's something that, you know, it's, it's definitely been a kind of an ongoing effort and something that, of course, has been, you know, Lauren's been very helpful in working on that as well, of, of trying to, you know, get viewpoints about how I can, you know, different, having some additional pressure testing and, and you know, kind of uh, feedback on some of my ideas before I, you know, bring them to a team or bring them to a customer, for example. Absolutely. It sounds like your confidence is growing. And that's one of the things as a young professional that is very difficult to make mistakes. And so I appreciate you being vulnerable on that. And that kind of leads us into the theme for this season. It's been great to hear you both talk about where you were and where you are. So I'd love to have each of you just kind of share that transformation of maybe back in that calculus class. I'm not sure who tutored who, but what were you at that point and how have you evolved to now? Matt, why don't you go ahead and start with that one? <laughs> Certainly. I'd say back then, gosh, high school calculus, It's I don't even want to think about how many years ago that was, but it was a, uh, I'd say I was someone who really prided myself and really focused on individual accomplishment and efforts right? And the, fr- and the fruits and the accolades that come with that. And I'd say how I've changed the most since then is really taking a team first and, and collaborative approach of really instead emphasizing the efforts and the benefits of the successes of a team as a whole, whether that team's, you know, you're just your internal team at a, uh, an employer, whether it's team we're teaming with your customers, with different partner organizations, just seeing how much more work and how much more impact you can have by being a part of a team and really focusing on team success versus individual success. And then maybe looking forward to the future is, is continuing to build upon that. And how can I, as a, you know, as a leader of teams at some point and organizations help to foster that and help to, you know, not only, you know, make sure that my teams are doing that, but then also especially focus on young professionals entering the workforce, helping them to, you know, connect those dots. Because I think that's one of the early challenges is shifting from more of that individualistic view that you often see in school compared to the focus and the, the great opportunities you can find just really uh, being a part of a team and the multipliers of, of combined uh, efforts. That's such an important thing for our listeners to hear because you're right, your whole life as a student is very individual and you're competing with people and you're getting this certain number and it's really stressful. It's always comparison and judging. And then in your actual company atmosphere, it's all about collaborating. So I appreciate you drawing that connection. How about you, Lauren? What what would you say to I was and I am? Yeah, so I think a lot of what Matt said hit really rings true for me because that was just such the focus all the time in school. And it is a focus for me in school now as well. You know, grades are important again, but I think it's been really fantastic in law school to really work with one another as we all kind of work towards the goal of being successful and learning. But I think that another thing, and Matt touched on this a little bit earlier in a previous question, but a big thing for me, and I think this comes with the grades, is there is such a focus on being right. And at the end of the day, when you're doing your homework and when you're taking a test or turning a paper in, 
you've got to have the right answer. And that was success in, you know, my entire K through 12 and college. It was the right answer and having a lot of right answers is really what helped you to get the grade and to be successful. And so I think that as a high achieving student, I had a lot of fear around being wrong and putting myself out there and being incorrect. And so that's something that I've been really continuously working on because I noticed kind of earlier in my career would hold me back because if I wasn't sure that I was going to be 100% correct in what I was saying, I wouldn't share what I thought in a meeting. And so that is something where I've really grown and I've gotten much better at saying, you know, I have this idea, I'd love to get feedback on it, or I have this thought and I'd like to share it. And so that has been something that has been really helpful for me because I've just found if I never put myself out there, then I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to grow. And, you know, what could potentially be a good idea for us to, you know, I might throw it out there and then someone else could build off of it and it could snowball into something really cool in this new initiative that may never happen if I never put myself out there. So that's something that I've worked on a lot and I've found that it has helped me throughout my career as I've worked on it. It's something that I'm definitely continuing to work on. Back in the law school classroom, I definitely have a fear of being incorrect when I get cold called in class. So it's kind of a continuous goal for me. I'm always working on it, but I've definitely improved and found it to be very beneficial. Oh, I think we all have that kind of pit in our stomach that we're going to say something and embarrass ourselves. And then we realize it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. So it's great to hear these words of wisdom. And Lauren, as you look to where you will be when you finish law school, are there any, any final thoughts to leave our listeners with? Yeah. So I think you know, kind of in that regard, I think it's just always good to always continue to be open and throw your ideas out there and get feedback. And then with that, I think, you know, not only throwing your ideas out there and knowing that they may be right and they're maybe worth sharing, I think kind of on the flip side of that, it's really worth it to know that your ideas may not be right and may still be worth sharing, but then you may get feedback and being receptive to everyone else's ideas. And I think that just contributes to being successful in a team environment. So finding that balance between having confidence and being willing to share your ideas, but also being willing to accept other ideas that you hadn't considered and knowing that they may be better than the idea that you have, even though you thought your idea was great. So I think there's just kind of finding that balance is something that really helps contribute towards being a part of a collaborative and successful team. Fantastic. Well, I cannot wait to follow your journey. Good luck to you both. And thank you so much. Thanks, Marcy. Thank you, Marcy. Have a good one.